ARE Study Guide Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the ARE Study Guide Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about a really sexy topic plumbing systems. Fortunately for us, plumbing is a relatively straightforward topic and everything we need to know, I think is pretty basic. So let's get into it. Potable water is water that is okay to drink. Gray water is wastewater that doesn't have any human waste or strong chemicals in it. Gray water includes the wastewater from showers and sinks. Many codes allow for single-family homes to reuse their gray water for irrigation. Dark gray water is water from laundry and kitchen sinks. Black water is wastewater that comes from toilets, urinals, or sources of strong chemicals. Hard water is water that has a high mineral content. Hard water can damage pipes and equipment. Soft water has low mineral content. To prevent contamination, we always keep potable water separated from non-potable water. Potable water outlets, meaning the place that our water comes out of, like when you turn on a faucet, that faucet is considered an outlet. That outlet needs to be two inches away from the level of wastewater, so the drain, to prevent contamination. So we always keep the water outlet and the drain two inches apart because if it backflows, we could contaminate our fresh water don't want to do that. Maximum water flow rates. To save water, we have maximum water flow rates. It's one gallon per flush for urinals, 1.6 gallons per flush for toilets, 2.2 gallons per minute for faucet, 2.5 gallons per minute for showers. The water pressure is going to be greatest at the water main. Typically, the water pressure at the water main is going to be 50 pounds per square inch. The exact amount of pressure can be verified by the water company. From there, many things are going to reduce the water pressure. Anytime we have a vertical rise, the amount of distance traveled because of the friction in the pipes and the size of the pipes. There needs to be enough water pressure for that fixture to function properly. For example, a shower is going to need 12 PSI, and a toilet's going to need a minimum of 15 PSI. Anytime we're talking about water, the deeper we go, the more pressure there is, or the lower. So if you're thinking about a building and with the vertical heights, the lower you are, the more pressure there is. The pressure per length is known as the static head. The same amount of pressure that water has at a certain depth will be the same amount of pressure required to move that water up vertically that same distance. So the pressure that water has at negative 14 feet is the same amount of pressure it's going to need to move it up 14 feet. You can find the water pressure at any height in the system by multiplying 0.433 PSI by the vertical distance. To find the water pressure at any height, you multiply 0.433 PSI by the vertical distance. Plumbing fixtures can typically only receive a maximum water pressure between 45 and 60 PSI. So knowing that you multiply 0.433 by the vertical height, you can see 
that for really tall buildings, that water pressure is going to be greater than the maximum pressure that a fixture can handle. This height is approximately 138 feet. If you're having plumbing fixtures over 138 feet, you're going to have too much pressure and you're going to need a pressure regulating valve. How do we get our water from the water main to our fixtures with a water distribution system? Upfeed systems are when water rises directly from the main water feed to the plumbing fixtures. We can do this for small, short buildings, typically buildings that are no taller than 60 feet. Pumped upfeed is when a pump is going to move the water from the water main to the fixtures. This is suitable for medium buildings. Hydropneumatic is going to pump the water into tanks. Downfeed is when the water is pumped into tanks on the top of the building, and then when the water is needed, it will naturally flow down to the fixture. You can mix the water distribution systems and have an upfeed system for the lower floors and a downfeed system for the upper floors. Hot water. When you have hot water, you can have a centralized system, which means you just have one water tank that serves the whole building, or you can have a decentralized system, which is when you have two or more water tanks serving the building. If you have a large building, this is going to help save energy. If you have a long pipe with hot water, it's going to be very inefficient and result in significant heat loss. A tankless system. In my experience, there is some confusion with um, what a tankless water heater is. So to understand a tankless water heater, a standard water heater is when you have water heated inside of a tank that's heated by a boiler. The boiler can be fueled by gas, electricity, or oil. So you have a big tank full of water that's heated up by a boiler. That's a typical water tank. A tankless system is when the water is heated by a coil. So these can be much more compact. Tankless water heaters are not instant water heaters. Even though in my experience I hear that term used all the time, they are not instant water heaters. Instant water heaters are a different thing. Um, Check it out on YouTube, see what they are and see how they work. It's different than a tankless system. So our plumbing drainage is going to flow down with gravity. We might use pumps to bring the water up to our fixtures, but drains are always going to move with gravity, so our pipes need to be sloped a long distance horizontally to reach the drain pipe. So a stack is a vertical pipe that carries waste. So your drainage is going to have to tie into the stack. So when there isn't one close, you can use a wet column to create a place for the plumbing to go down. A stack carries waste. A soil stack carries toilet waste. Your stacks need to be vented. Vents release the sewer gases out of a building and bring fresh air into the pipes and help control the pressure within the pipes to keep the fluids moving in the right direction. Vents are used everywhere there is a waste pipe. You can combine multiple vents at certain points to create fewer roof penetrations. For a one-story building, you can have a stack vent. And this is just when you have the soil stack extend through the roof. The same pipe extends up through the roof. For multi-story buildings, the vent pipe needs to be separate from the waistline, and that's called a vent stack. A clean-out is an accessible component of the plumbing pipes that allows for the piping to be cleared from clogging. Anytime there's a major change in direction of your pipes, you need a clean-out. 
also any long spans of piping need cleanouts. A sump pump is used to pump groundwater when the water level is below the sewer line. All right, so with plumbing, just like with electricity, we consider when our loads are occurring and how much water load we have. So the demand load is the amount of water if every fixture in the building was being used simultaneously. Probable demand, also called peak demand, is the maximum water flow that's anticipated for the building. So we calculate our peak demand and then we look at the International Plumbing Code and it'll tell us what size pipes we should use based on our demand. Valves. Valves control the flow of water. Valves allow for a section of plumbing to be shut off without shutting off the entire plumbing for the building. Let's talk about some types of valves. Gate valves are used when water only needs to occasionally be shut off. Compression globe valves. Compression globe valves are valves used near the point of use, like at a hose or a faucet. A check valve prevents water from flowing in the opposite direction. A backwater valve is used for pipes at lower elevations to prevent backflow. Pressure relief valves prevent excessive pressure from reaching a fixture. Pressure relief valves are used on sensitive equipment such as water heaters. Valves should be placed at every riser, at bathrooms, kitchens, individual fixtures, pumps, and the water supply main. A trap is a P-shaped pipe at the bottom of a drain that blocks odors from rising up from the sewer system into your building. Every fixture needs a trap. Some fixtures can share a trap. Three sinks can be on one trap. Three laundry trays can share a trap. Or two laundry trays and a sink can share a trap. Traps work by holding water in them. If a fixture isn't going to be used for a while, the water will evaporate and the sewer gases will flow out through the pipe and into the building. Toilets usually have the trap built into them. Traps need to be connected to vents. All right, so that's plumbing. We're moving right through this, guys. I hope your studying's going well. I hope you're having a great day. Enjoy yourself. Find time to be grateful, be healthy, be happy. Enjoy this journey. No matter where you're at with your test-taking process, be proud of yourself. When it's all said and done and you're, this is all behind you, you're going to be really proud of yourself. You're working really hard. This isn't easy. This is a lot of hard work. Most people don't do this. What you're doing is exceptional. Be proud of yourself. Be grateful. Enjoy the process. Next up, we are going to talk about structural systems. See you on the other side.